Seize your moment with Inglis in 2023. Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. Sale catalogues online now at inglis.com.au. Live across Australia on SEN Track. This is Winners with Gareth Hall. See that, Ollie. Welcome back. Winners, the opening bell on your Saturday morning. 9.18, Miles Fitzner, Jules Valance from Foxcatcher here with you. Thanks to Kilmore Toyota, stocked Toyota pre-owned certified vehicles. Uh, we're going to turn our attention to Flemington, Jules, and we'll, we'll work our way through the nine races. Um, uh, some huge scratchings, though, across uh, the Flemington card as well as Rose Hill. I mean, we saw Caboo scratched up at Rose Hill. We've seen Stapati scratched here at Flemington. Uh, also, Cy scratched here at Flemington. Um, can you just explain to the, the layman in what, what happens when you have a, a, a real short one get scratched out of the market? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, the, probably the example is Stepati uh, in particular. Um, more or less, you have to reframe the market. So you just about have to go back and reprice every horse, and that's what I've had to do, because with Stepati in the market sort of at a dollar forty. Um, I think it's taken out, you know, maybe up to 50, 50 cent deduction. I'm not really sure what the deductions are, but they'd be quite heavy for those people that played Thursday, Friday, uh, Wednesday. And I don't think many would have played into that race anyway. So I know we didn't have anyone that played into that race. So it's, it's a moot point. But you have to just recalibrate the whole race because, in essence, probably a lot of the big form guys probably just marked at a certain price, dollar forty, dollar forty-five, and forgot about the rest, and, and, and you move on. And now all of a sudden it becomes a really open race really competitive race and you've got to try and find the edges of what horse might be able to control the tempo or what horse might be in front of the other and have a map advantage. So from what becomes a very easy race to price at the start, then becomes a very difficult price and you've got to sort of all do it within 12 hours. But this time of the year, we see that a little bit. I think Milo horses sort of are trying to figure out, do they have one more? And because they really want to build into the spring. So they've got to be really careful with that. And I think we see that through the years, especially this time in winter in Melbourne, horses sometimes are scratched because they might not have worked as good as they want or they want to get straight to the paddock because uh, there's much bigger options for them in the spring. Uh, let's start with race number one. Now, um, we've talked Tommy two plays all week, Dean Watling and I, in regards to the one extreme spirit and the six Yoronga songbird, but it looks like there's money coming for really sort of some of these runners of Snowdens and Bedgegoods as well as uh, the JD Hayes runner, Stellar Olympus. Just a competitive race, um, up the straight, small field, so barrier's not going to be as important as sometimes they can be up the straight. Um, from what I can see here, probably Extreme Spirit's the one that I think might continue to tighten up. It, probably if you spoke to me half an hour, I would have said, half an hour ago, I would have said Mafia's probably the one that's going to start clear favourite. From just the last five minutes, it seems Extreme Spirit has just tightened up across the board, which is positive. If you like Spring Eagle... $7 now, you're going to get better than that. I think that's probably going to get closer to double figures, so you don't need to jump into that. Stellar Olympus that you mentioned from the Hayes camp is solid as a rock, so can't knock it from a market perspective. Eugenius is the one that's obviously friendless. It's going to continue to drift as well. And then Yoronga Songbird is a first starter here, so you see some support early doors. And I think we've spoken about this. I've spoken a little bit about this with Gareth. Just don't be worried about, you know, $3.40 out to $5 for this first starter. As we say, the bigger players who move these markets just don't have any real real data on the horse that, have, that they haven't raced. So 
these horses will get soft in the market, but if you trust the trials and you believe in the trials or the jump outs or whatever it is you look at, do not worry about the drift because it really has no impact compared to other races. So um, you're going to see your wrong songbird at some stage continue to drift probably. The 440 might even start with the five in front if you like it. Don't be uh, turned off by that. And conversely, if it continues to tighten up, that's a great sign because what they're doing is the bigger players are not loving what they're seeing with these horses they've seen on the track before. They're spitting that form out and saying, we just want a different form line. So really interesting race uh, when these horses that have uh, unraced go up against horses that have raced before. The market's usually really fascinating. Here's what uh, J.D. Hayes had to say about Stellar Olympus. He's a horse with lots of ability. Um, we've taken a while to educate him, but that's when you see him in the yard. He's a he's a very big horse, um, so he's just taking a bit of time, and whatever he does on debut, he's going to improve, and I think 1,400 is his ideal trip. Uh, we go to Flemington, race two. Uh, it's been all about Pacific Ruby, um, and it's one of my better ones of the day, this. Um, oh, I think it will win. Uh, is there much for anything else? I'm sure Sione is going to shorten. Yeah, so Pacific Ruby is a really interesting one. I agree with you. She seems like she's the lock for the day. But just from a market perspective, I think we're going to get better than 270, 280 about her. So she's got the, the way it's moving. You're probably going to start with the three in front. She was outstanding, I thought, first up. Slowly run race. Last quarter, 200, very good. Uh, second up record's outstanding. Always progresses in the ratings. But the market's happy to... They think she's short enough at 270, 280. So... Um, yeah, I'd be holding off her. You're going to get a better price about her. Dazzling Lucy's tight enough for that 650 into 550. Good support there for her. And she's pretty rich. You know, double figures. I think that might end up being single figures at some stage throughout betting. There's just a bit of support for she's pretty rich. So, look, she's going to start favourite Pacific Ruby, but you might get better than $2.70, which come after the race, some might say is a bit of a spoil because I know... Um, few people have her as their best, obviously, as you do as well, Mark. Let's go to race number three. Really interesting now in the market. Now, uh, yesterday and the day before, we mentioned about that the dollar fifty for Stapati wasn't the betting prop. So a, a few of you, maybe off the advice of the Giddy Up Show, took Sun Source at a reasonable price each way. You're going to get some deductions there, of course. But um, oh, I'm still with Sun Source here now um, uh, as the winner, uh, rather than just betting value. But um, Look, you're getting line them up, Louis, Sun Source, and the, the market really came for Asierto with the scratching of Stepati and African Pioneer. Yeah, this is really interesting, as we spoke about. So it completely flips on its head, complete change-up. I think when Stepati was in the race, line them up, Louis, was a horse that the market didn't really want to touch. They were against it for whatever reason. Stepati comes out of the race, and then, as you said, there was a bit of support for Asierto and, and even Sun Source. Now what you're seeing is, Asieto and Sunsource are on the drift and they'll continue to get bigger. So if you like Asieto, Sunsource, hold off, you'll get a better price. Whereas Line em Up Louie is the one that's tightened right up this morning. So really important. The bigger players are playing now and they want to be with Line em Up Louie. So it just goes to show, um, Milo, that you know when, when Stepati was in this race, they didn't want to have a bar of Line em Up Louie. It continued to drift and it was going to be you know bigger out of all those uh, Sun Source and Asieto much bigger. And now it comes out, changes the complexion of the race completely. And now the big guys want to be with Line Em Up Louis. So really interesting, I found that. It, it's, um, it's it's the scratching. I had a chat to Paul Pruska about Stepati, and he, he sort of said that this is the one, you know, the third time down, 
you know, it, it was sort of a bit funny saying, yep, well, you know, the horse is fine, but it's the third trip down to Flemington, you know, things can go wrong. This is a nervy one. You take him down once, it all goes to plan. You take him down twice, it all goes to plan. And he said that he was nervous about about this trip. So it's just funny that, that then the horse comes out, isn't it, about um, sort of edgy with three-year-old, uh, with two-year-olds, isn't it? Like two-year-old colts especially. One thing can go wrong and you just don't really want to touch them. Uh, absolutely. And the thing is, like, he's got a big trip, I think, all the time. It's more or less like, you know, sort of nearly coming from Adelaide. And we've sort of spoken about horses sometimes that are continually coming back from Adelaide to Melbourne, you know, for, you know, the Guineas Preludes and the, the Caulfield Guineas. It actually can really impact the horses if they do it three or four times and you sort of like the horse to end up staying in Melbourne. I think that's a bit of an edge. Um, and also, you don't want the horse, and I think in the back of his mind, to have a bad experience. So if he was to um and ah about this run and then go to the break or go to the break, I think he's decided, look, I'm going to go to the break now, have the horse full of confidence, really good rating race, go out on a high, which we speak about a lot, and then they usually come back right on that level. You don't want to have the horse having a bad experience for whatever reason, and then it can just absolutely crush the horse going forward, especially young horses. So um, as much as people are probably disappointed in seeing Sipard, disappointing in not seeing him today, I think it's a great sign for the camp and for the connections that they decided to do this because um, I'm really looking forward to seeing it first up in the spring. I agree. Hey, uh, let's go to race number four. I'm not touching this with borrowed money. Oh, I've got no clue. Um, so what's happening in the market? Oh, I'm just, yeah, this is <laughs> yeah. good luck here. It is. They just seem to take their turn, don't they, Milo? So you've just got to try and figure out which one you think is going to be taking its turn today. From a market perspective, what can I help? Well, Port Guam won, obviously, at a massive price last start. It's solid. So, you know, you would think, okay, you know, wins at 26 or $31 last start, and now you're going to take $5. The market's happy to take that. Um, so it's been the firmer this morning. It probably runs close to favourite, you would think. Tea Waters, no knock from a market perspective at all. I think if you like Rolls, hold off. You're going to get a better price about it. I think if you like Irish Butterfly, hold off. You're going to get a better price about it. Um, no real knock from Mimi's award. It's just sort of holding its price at that at that level. But, yeah, it's really tough. The market suggests it's really tough. And when punters are happy to take $5 poor Guam after winning at $31, it sort of just um, shows that this, this is tough. Yeah, it uh, it's as tough as old boots. What we might, might do is we might jump to the news a fraction early. A few off the text, Scotty from Bayswater, Duran Duran. My wife's loving the show now. Uh, Miles and Jules, uh, race two, number two at Flemington. We've covered that for you, Jace. Morning, Miles. What are your thoughts on my namesake, um, Braden Starr? Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get to that um, in a while, Brado. Uh, let's jump to the newsroom. This is the opening bell. Miles Fitzner, Jules Valance from Foxcatcher, and we'll be back right after this. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. The opening bell, Jules Valance, Miles Fitzner with you. 0499 736 736. Thanks to Kilmore Toyota, stocking Toyota pre-owned certified vehicles. And they are ready when you are. Don't forget, sensurvivor.com.au. $500 available today. Opening bell means we look at the markets. And it's a really interesting one here in race number five at Flemington in the AR Kresic Stakes. And 
Look, I, I, there's been a bit of a move for the horse that I had on top here in Legio 10, uh, Jules, and I, I'd, I'd like to know sort of which of the Cummings runners seems to be getting more support, but it looks like Legio 10 is after Renosu was a bit shorter on the open. Yeah, no, totally agree with you here, Milo. So Renosu went up favourite, sort of 3.30, 3.40, and Legio 10 was sort of around that $5 mark. Um, look, they're pretty close together now. Sort of at some joints, they're sort of rock solid around $4.20 each at 2 or $4. We're happy to sort of take on Renusu at fact, Foxcatcher. We just don't think there's much between them. I know they get Blake Shinoon, he's, um, he's airborne, but yeah, there's not much between. These are really good progressive sprinters, these three-year-olds. So this is a really good hot race, and it doesn't end there. Um, cause for concern, really solid in the market, so that's a positive push for that horse. Um, and extra two is probably your hole in the market from that gate one. Wouldn't be surprised to see it possibly drift out a little bit. But, yeah, it's a good race. As I said, it doesn't end there. But I would suggest from a market perspective, Legio 10 is solid. Renusu a little bit soft, as is extra two. Yeah, Legio 10 on board for those that are writing them down for me. Um, yeah, it was sort of around fives. So I think it will continue to shorten. We go to race number six. Another 2,500-metre polytrack mahogany challenge final. Um, I had Levi Kavanagh on uh, on the show during the week. I'll just get his thoughts on first immortal before we get in the market. He's won two at Flemington at 2,000 in these lead-up races. And, you know, look, we we think he's going to get the 2,500, no problem at all. Um, he's He's got more weight this week. Um, but, you know, he he's um, he's done really well and, and he's earned his spot in the field. That's uh, Levi Kavanagh there on First Immortal. What's happening in the market here, mate? It's not a race I'm really going to be playing in. Yeah, it's a bit similar to the other staying race, to be honest, Milo. Again, just can't really get a guide on are these horses going to be consistent enough to put a few together. There's no knock on First Immortal. It's going really well. It's got Blake Shin, good gait, so you get smothered up. It's the favourite, sort of $4, and it's sort of tightened up continually. Again, we're sort of... We've marked it a little bit bigger, so we're happy to sort of be taking it on. Outside of it, um, Wakamana, again, sort of holding its price at $5.50. Um, horses that I think possibly have tightened up, and the one that I think might tighten up continually more is Midnight Lady. So $16, $17, bet about it, even up to $19. Uh, into $11 now, and wouldn't be surprised to see it start single figures, Milo, Midnight Lady. So from a market perspective, it's really even and open. But if you wanted one that was uh, double figures that you think might shorten throughout the day, I would be telling the punters out there, it's Midnight Lady. Midnight Lady. Let's go to race number seven, the Santa and Elaine Sprint Final. Big scratching with Cy. And I know Kath Coleman um, had been quoted as saying that they were going to run Invincible Caviar or Cy, depending on who it would favour the track more. Um, I want to draw your attention to this because there has been a market move. But J.D. Hayes... Uh, J.D. Hayes said this during the week about Nicolini Vito. He had a very good break um, to try and get on this leg early and because he's a horse that really likes his race's space. So um, he's a winner down the straight. He's trolled up super. I think he's our best for the day. The big push by him and the market sort of followed too. You could have got close enough to 11s for Nicolini Vito. No doubt. Yeah, that is a solid push. And I think probably... If it was a bigger field and had drawn that wide gate, I think that would be even more of a positive. But it's, you know, there's not that many in it. There's only 12 in it. So maybe they'll huddle up the middle and it won't be as big an advantage. But we do usually think middle to wide gate when this rails in the true up the straight is a plus. So I can't see it getting any bigger from that 
quote. You're right. Again, Sai coming out really changes sort of where we look at these kinds of horses. It's our time is the favourite at $4.40. But it, look, look, it doesn't do too much wrong. But I think you're going to get better than $4.40 than what you're currently getting. Pizarro down from Sydney uh, sold enough at $5. Invincible Caviar, yeah, that $11. I think it probably ends up getting closer maybe to single figures. I think yep. he's been screaming for 1,200 metres. I agree. doubting that. But he's also screaming for a bend. That's the only other thing I've got with Invincible Caviar. I thought maybe he's at half a run short. But the market is um, treading towards it a little bit. And I just want to back off there to Dubai. It was a big price as well. And again, it's another one that I think might continue to tighten up as we get closer to the jump. So another one that's been, I think, looking for 1,200 metres. And it gets to that. Whether it again, it's another horse, I think, similar to Invincible Caviar that might be better around a bend. But... Pretty open competitive race. Uh, those two, Dan Sudabai and Invincible Caviar, wouldn't be surprised to see them tighten up. I was bullish, Sai, but now I'm getting value yeah. for Tycoonist, Nicolini Vito, Dan Dubai, and Invincible Caviar. You're getting nearly all double figures for all of them. You don't you can just sort of spread and hope for the best, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And when you've got a favourite like It's Our Time, who's a solid enough horse that we know enough about it that we know that, you know, its best is gettable. The, the other horses, if they get to their peak or even progress past that, it's good enough to beat. It's our time. So when you've got a favourite that you've got a really good hold on, you can sort of play around the edges there and, and find some value. Yeah, lay all day for me. Let's go to race number eight, uh, the Winter Championship Final. This race, I was saying during the week, this race can throw up some fair income doozies, this. Um, yeah. I, fa- I found the doozy one year. Uh, it was a horse that I tried to get into... Uh, I tried to give a push for the Battlers. I think it was Mongolian Marshall at 44s, I reckon, about three years ago, two or three years ago. Um, this is tough as old boots, this race. I'm not... I, I thought Jimmy the Bear and Unusual Culture were as good as any. Jules, what's happening in the market? Yeah, and market agrees with, with you, especially with Jimmy the Bear. It sort of tightened up this morning, $5 bet, now into $4.20. So... From what you can see, there's not much between Hit and Charterhouse, who I thought was outstanding on Australian debut. You go back to its Irish Irish form, it's a listed win over 1,600 metres. So we know that's good enough to be winning a listed race here at Flemington when you only got 55.5 kilos. It's just going to be a bit tricky for Blake from that gate, whether they take their medicine and go all the way back to last, which is no real disadvantage at Flemington compared to other tracks like Caulfield. But... Um, yeah, it, it's getting a little bit soft in the market. Charter House, that 480, it starts with the five in front. The one that's tightened up, and it tightened up last start, is Unusual Culture. Um, you know, 750 now into $6 and really sold there on the minimum. But again, another race here. Uh, Flavour of the day, really open, really competitive. 1,600-metre uh, race, tough. I, I just want to touch on Keats, who's... Um, Sort of hovering around that $11 mark. We sort of said it in our Fox Catcher previews. If this track was racing like a soft six or a soft seven, you'd see this horse tighten up. We know we're on a soft five, and it doesn't look like we're probably going to get any worse than that. So it might be the one that continues to drift as well. But, um, yeah, I think it's just screaming for a really soft track, Keats. I think it's going uh, really well, but... Uh, this track might just dry out a little bit too much for it. The unusual culture on top for me, definitely having a bet, Jimmy the Bear. We'll jump to a quick break, Jules. Um, we'll do race number nine, recap Flemington, and then a few around the grounds uh, on the other side of this. All thanks to Kilmore Toyota, stocking Toyota pre-owned certified vehicles. Jules Valance from Foxcatcher. Go check it out uh, for the opening bell. Back in a moment.
Seize your moment with Inglis in 2023. Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. Sale catalogues online now at inglis.com.au. Live across Australia on SEN Track. This is Winners with Gareth Hall. I do. I had a few of these in Bali before the old dengue got hold of me. I can assure you that much. It's the opening bell on a Saturday morning. Miles Fitzner filling in for Gareth Hall. And for the opening bell from Fox, Foxcatcher, the star himself, Jules Valance, with me. All thanks to Kilmore Toyota, stocking Toyota pre-owned certified vehicles. Uh, Jules, we'll go to race number nine at Flemington. Uh, I had a couple of the trainers on of a couple of these horses. I'll just get their audio first. Henry Dwyer, this is one of my better ones at Flem, the same as Pacific Ruby. It's what he had to say about Brun King. Yeah, I love the horse. Um, I reckon the miles, what he's been crying out for, like last time he was sort of at a 300. He couldn't have had him winning from there and he was sort of just going up and down the one spot. But as the race got longer, he sort of um, worked through gears and he, he really attacked the line and had the race have been 200 metres further, he probably wins by three lengths. So um, I reckon he's going to get a mile and, and, and probably 2,000 in time. Um, I think he's a really nice horse. So I think, uh, yeah, draw him well and uh, should be a good race for him. Uh, now, this is what Levi Kavanagh had to say about one of the uh, leading hopes to challenge Brun King in Lounge Bar Ruby. He really hits the line strong and, you know, he got further back than we wanted to be the other day at Caulfield, but just motored home and, and got the job done. You know, he's just a he's a tough horse. Uh, he's up to 1,600 metres this time, uh, which is going to be a bit of a look for us. We're not, not sure if he's... Um, you know, going to get that sort of trip, but he's earned his spot in there. He's done well in the lead-ups, and this is a final, so um, you know he's going to run here, and and he's had a great prep. He'll be in the paddock next week. You know, he's earned his spot there, and we want to see if he's going to run that mile. He certainly runs through the line at fourteen hundred, so it does suggest he will get it. Uh, I know the favourite here, Golden Path. There's been money early. What are you seeing, Jules? Yeah, I think Golden Path's going to drift. We're happy to be top price. We're clear top price in the market, Golden Path. And he's only had two starts and he's been very good. No doubting that. He's on the minimum. Bo Mertens is riding really well. But just Matt's a little bit sticky. Brunking, um, which you like, Milo, uh, good support for. This is a really good push for this horse and probably gets the map advantage over, say, a rival like Golden Path. You'd think it'd be a pair in front at least of Golden Pass. So that's where the market is heading towards. You had Levi on Lounge Bar Ruby on the quick seven-day backup, which the market usually loves, but it's been soft. So $7 out to $8. If you like it, you're going to get better than that. $8 currently bet about it. Lethal Thoughts is holding its price at double figures with Blake Shin. There's a sort of good push for that horse. Um, and even the bottom one, Hellfire, there's a little bit of support for it. So, And also one that I have completely forgotten which, again, at double figures, and I think tightens up even a little bit more, is Lady Jones, $11, $10. That might tighten up to single figures. There's a bit of support for it. So it's a deep race, but Brun King clearly best-backed and Golden Path. Don't think you need to be taking 320, 330 about it. I think you're going to get better. Hey, uh, can you tell us, your, like, overall, I'm, I'm playing pretty light here, notoriously bad day. So Pacific Ruby, Brun King, and the two play in the first between... The Gary Portelli runner, Extreme Spirit, and Yoronga Songbird, and I'll have a nibble, Unusual Culture, and um, Jimmy the Bear. 